brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, you're tuning in to another edition of the Alex Garrett Sports Spotlight. F- affiliate sponsored, of course, by Fanatics Inc. or Fanatics.com. And by the way, check out in the description the latest link we're offering from Fanatics.com. Check it out. That's fanatics.com at the Alex Garrett Sports Spotlight. Well, we are uh, starting a new feature here with, you know, my buddy and um, really radio colleague Lou Terminello. And Lou, welcome back to Alex Garrett Sports Spotlight. Alex, as always, thanks for having me. I know you, you want to make this a weekly thing. I do, too. So let's dive into it. Not going to ask you about the obvious first because I want to know this okay. this burning question, which is on everybody's mind. What's up with these penalties? I, I guess there was an unnecessary roughing the passer on Tom Brady. I mean, it seemed to be a call that set the whole Twitter world on fire. What what can you tell us about that? Okay, well, obviously yesterday, and I watched uh, I watched all the games. Uh, it was the first week of the new protocol rule and i think the nfl really has an issue with player safety um and i think they're so concerned about it especially at the quarterback position because the quarterback is the most important position in football not only to the team but to the eyeballs uh who are watching on uh you know on on tv streaming who follow the game with poor quarterback play you have a poor product and I think they're so aware of that. And they know how important that position is for the entertainment value of the game. Uh, that being said, two minutes into the first game I was watching, the Jets and the Dolphins, kickoff was at 101. And by 103, Bridgewater is at Teddy Bridgewater, the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, is out of the game. He didn't look hurt, uh, too badly hurt, but they brought him into the tent. And now under new rules, if you look a little shaky – you're done for the game. Last week, Bridgewater would have been allowed to come back in because uh, he passed all of the old protocol rules, but he did not come back in. And obviously that, that has an effect on the game. There was another situation 
in with New Orleans where Christopher Olave, their great rookie receiver, was in the same situation. I don't know if he was eventually diagnosed with a concussion. I saw one report that he was. But again, didn't matter because under these new rules, which started yesterday, he wasn't coming back in, even if he didn't test positive for a concussion. So the league is on uh, needles and pins. Um, it's going to go down as the two rule, I'm sure. Um, and uh, when you saw Brady get uh, sacked yesterday, uh, that was not roughing the passer. I mean, I'm telling you, people like Joe Namath and the quarterbacks from the uh, 60s and 70s uh, would say that, um, boy, I wish they had that, those rules when I played because they kicked the living daylights out of well, those you know, guys. Did, 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 no LT, did LT actually get flagged for breaking Theismann's leg? I never saw a flag get thrown in all those no, He did not. He did not get, he did not get flagged for that. Was just, that was just one of those sacks where um, Theismann's leg got pinned under and LT fell on top of him. I mean, I'm surprised that doesn't happen in football more. Uh, I mean, we saw it, I mean, last year or two years ago with, Joe Burrow, when his leg got pinned back terribly, didn't break his leg, but ripped his knee up in two, three different uh, places. But he's been able to bounce back. Oh yeah, and um, he came back to win the to to win the AFC Championship and fall just short. But I have a question for you, Lou. I have a question for you. Does the new protocol mean we won't hear Al Michaels go? Does that mean he won't be saying "uh oh" anymore? Is that is that a possibility? Because this is now two weeks in a row he said "uh oh." <laughs> no, that doesn't mean. He, I I think he, Al Michaels will still be saying "uh oh." I I I, I do. Take um, a shot because it's going to happen every week. I feel like. Oh no, it, it, it's true. Like I said, this is a whole new NFL, and this is why you can't compare one era to the NFL to another era. You can't even. The NFL is different today than it was five years ago, than it was 10 years ago. Um, if you go on YouTube and you look at any old highlight films from the 60s and 70s and even 80s, uh, you look at those games and you would say, oh, my God, uh, what's going on? Guys would, would, would be suspended now, never mind throwing out, <laughs> throwing out of a game. So, uh, you but know- that, that, going back to that Brady call, that Brady call, was a, that was a bad call. And obviously – had an effect on the game because uh, they were looking to hold on. Um, Tampa Bay was as they almost blew a 21 to uh, a nothing fourth quarter lead. That was unbelievable because I was watching a bit on NFL and red zone and whatnot, and the Falcons were creeping on back. Of course, would have been the opposite effect, which was they were up 28-3 against Tom Brady, and we know what happened after that. Now, question for you, though. <laughs> Does this protocol put Brady on a level where people say, okay, uh, he's not getting preferential treatment because every quarterback's going to be treated the same. Or do we, as New York fans who've seen it year in, year out, still feel suspicious the rules will bend for guys like Tom Brady? Well, I'll just say if uh, if Zach Wilson got sacked like that yesterday, I don't think the flag would have come out. Now, that is not meaning that they're, that they're favoring Tom Brady, but let's face it, the cachet of what Tom Brady has accomplished as not only the greatest quarterback in NFL history, regardless of the era, he's also the greatest player in NFL history, regardless of the era. I mean, to me, that is not even an argument. But uh, again, yeah, if that was Zach Wilson, if that was Daniel Jones, if that was Marcus Mariota, uh, who was tackled that way, I don't think anything would have happened. 
All right. By the way, is there an update on Tua? I don't know. I haven't heard much from about him since since a couple of weeks ago. There really isn't, uh, with the exception of I believe on the Jet game yesterday, Mike McDaniel, the the rookie coach for the Dolphins, said after the game that he's passed all the protocols. That I don't know if that's uh, confirmed by doctors. Uh, so I don't know if he's playing next week or not. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have to you know we'll have to wait and see. Um, but uh, I don't know the doctor who a key guy the, that Will Smith played in uh, in the movie Concussion said that Tua should should retire. At that point, um, after again, falling all over the place, I would say so. And, uh, and and let's get to the Dolphins because you know the Jets. I don't know if they're elite yet, but they did beat an undefeated team, right? So. Dolphins coming undefeated. Jets break their win streak. Well, the Dolphins, the Dolphins were three and one. They lost to they lost to Cincinnati oh. last week on Thursday night football. Um, Nonetheless, so now they're three and two. It was a huge game for both teams, and the Jets, I think, outkicked their coverage. Pun intended. Well, that's 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 a good way to put it. That's definitely a good way of putting it. Um, what I liked watching the Jet game yesterday, and I have no delusions of grandeur that the Jets are going to be a playoff team or uh, going to contend. But the, what I liked yesterday was I saw that the, the players that Joe Douglas drafted, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Reese Hall in the second round, Michael Clemens in the fourth round, uh, Jermaine Johnson uh, got banged up yesterday and had to come out of the game, also a first-round draft pick, where a sack and a half last week in, 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 at Pittsburgh. All these guys contributed. Guys from last year who were drafted uh, in last year's draft. Zach Wilson played a very strong game yesterday. He managed the game like an NFL quarterback. He made some great throws. The kid can make just about every throw. He's great on the run. Um, let another pick from last year was drafted 13th overall, Vera Tucker, Elijah Vera Tucker, who was, ta- was penciling to be the left guard, but had a great rookie year. And he played left guard, and then they moved him to to uh, a right guard and left tackle. And yes, they played right tackle. And the kid is a great lineman on a team that does not have a good offensive line. But they did a good job yesterday run blocking. Um, as I said last week, the Jets had to get Brees Hall into space, and they did. 79-yard run when they got him into space, pass and run. There was another one that was over 30 yards. Both plays got them to the one-yard line, then the Jets scored you know, on the next play. Um, obviously, the Dolphins were playing with a third-string quarterback from uh, from the uh, second play on. Um, I thought the kid did a pretty good job, all things considered. He had an outstanding preseason, for whatever that means. Uh, uh, the, the Dolphins have a have a good have a good uh, roster of players. There's no doubt about that. I think it was a good win for the Jets. Uh, I think that we just want to see progress with this team. Like I said, no delusions of grandeur. You know they're not they're not they're not going to be playing uh, deep into January. Whenever the NFL season ends, which I think is January eighth, that will be their last game, um, in all likelihood. Anything that happened in this crazy league, but I just don't see it. I just want to see the continued development of this of, of this young team, a, de- a de- uh, continued development of the coaching staff, uh, who I think did a good job yesterday. I would not have gone for it uh, in the third quarter. When it was 19 to 17, the Jets were ahead, and they had fourth and two at their own at the Dolphins' uh, 45. I would have pinned them back. That was uh, a head scratcher for me. 
Um, but overall, yeah, I'm pleased. I'm pleased with the Jets the last two weeks. I All really right. am. I mean, last week. And you're I mean, watching. Yes, and you're watching Brees Hall. I'm. I'm watching the highlight again here. The 79 yarder. We got to talk about that for a minute because that guy would not go down. I, I think that's a Jet team and a Jet energy we haven't seen in a while. That grittiness. Yes, the green and white. The green and white showed some some life. They've shown some grittiness and. Uh, um, Brees Hall was the first running back drafted. He was dra- even, and he was drafted 34th overall. Uh, I'm a big proponent of not drafting running backs in the top 10. Uh, to me, it's almost a waste of a draft pick because of the wear and tear on running backs. So Jets did a good job. They draft, they draft him 34th overall in second, which is in second round. And uh, uh, the kid had a terrific career at Iowa State, and I think he's going to have a terrific career with the Jets as the Jets will rotate running backs. You know, you have, you have Michael Carr, you have Brees Hall, you even have Ty Johnson, who was a capable NFL running back. He hasn't carried the ball maybe more than once or twice from scrimmage. But uh, I believe that's that's a, a good way to produce uh, yards on the ground than depend on one guy. Um, that's, that's just my opinion on uh, how you build a running game. But of course, you have to have a an offensive line. And yesterday they did a good, they did a decent job. I don't know if they can consistently do that, but um, you got you know you got you got to give it to them yesterday. Well, it's it's fascinating that they've now had a huge few wins here against Cleveland, against you know Pittsburgh, and now this. I mean, it's been a it's been a wild ride so far. But but I got to ask you about this because every year, what's the main frustration for football fans in New York? The quarterback position. Why isn't Daniel Jones doing this? But why isn't Zach Wilson doing this? See, those kids, maybe I'm wrong, but they seem to have that talent. It's just maybe they finally have a line and a coaching staff to root them the right direction. Is that possible? Well, that is possible. And you, and what you just called them is also something that we all forget. They're, they're still kids. Okay, uh, Daniel Jones has played more NFL games than than Zach Wilson, who played his 15th NFL game yesterday. Um, and you're right. If you don't have an offensive line to protect you, uh, you saw what happened to Daniel Jones on that Monday night game against Dallas, who has one of the best front sevens in the NFL. Uh, the giant offensive line could not, could not protect them, and the kid took a beating. But yesterday, yesterday, as I watched the Giant game, um, the first half, the Giants really weren't impressive at all. The Packers were okay. I think the Packers have taken a step back, but but they were up twenty to ten at the half, and then then the Giants made adjustments um, with their offense and def- and defensively in the third quarter. First time they got the ball, they are they have the Packer defense off balance, uh, looking right, throwing left, so much misdirection plays, uh, which got them to twenty to seventeen. And um, then the Giants got the next possession. Uh, they scored again to go up, uh, to go ahead in the game. And the Giants really had the Packers off balance. Uh, the Packer coaches did not do a good job of getting the team ready in the second half. And as great as Aaron Rodgers is, and Bill will be, after it was uh, 20 to 17, Packers get the ball. And they throw uh, three straight long completions, one down the left sideline, two down the right sideline, 
And, you know, those are low, those are 25% in probability. Um, then the next time they got the ball, his first one was the same, the same type of uh, long throw. Um, but the Giants did a great job of blitzing him. Uh, they did a great job of putting their hands up. He had only one pass block in the first four games. They blocked the last two plays from the six-yard line. They blocked both pass attempts. The Giants deserved to win that game yesterday. That was uh, a coach's win yesterday. That was it, Yesterday was a coach's win. And, and that's the one thing that I think from a Giant point of view that uh, you have to be happy about. The uh, it's the coaches. Coaching is so important in the NFL, especially nowadays with so many guys hurt and uh, a rotating plays in and out because of injury. You have to have the system. So if if you're if player A, your star gets hurt, and player B, who's not as good as player A, but he knows the system and he can execute the system, uh, that's where I think that's where we're heading in the NFL because. Guys get hurt all the time in game. Look at the Rams yesterday. Uh, the Rams, uh, the Super Bowl champion Rams, got their butts kicked by Dallas's front seven because their offensive line is injured. They lost Andrew Withworth uh, to retirement last year, and they couldn't handle a Dallas front seven. That, and uh, they didn't even use Cooper Rush that much. He only threw 15 or 16 times the whole game, but they couldn't handle a Dallas run game. And let me tell you, you talk about a guy who's underrated. Tony Pollard is probably the most underrated running back in the NFL right now. I mean, yes, we know who he is, but I don't think he gets the credit as the caliber of running back that he is. You know, a couple notes here before we move on to the next sport, which will be baseball. Uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, 5-0. and That's kind of huge, and I'm kind of looking to see Jalen versus Daniel, Danny Dimes, against Hurts uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And then you mentioned, like, player A down, player B down. Well, what about player C, a guy no one knew in New England up until a week ago, Bailey Zapp, and now, you know, he gets a couple uh, good weeks here going, and it looks like Belichick is going with Zapp here. Well, uh, um, absolutely, that, and that's what, uh, talking about the system, the Patriot system. Uh, that's, I think, where we're headed for in the NFL because of we're going to have so many guys who are going to be sitting out because uh, they want to be on the safe side, especially with head injuries. You have to have the system. And what the Patriots did yesterday, I actually thought the Patriots were going to lose yesterday at home. And they won 29 to nothing against a team that had, was the highest scoring team in the NFL. Yes, their defense is terrible, the Detroit Lions. But the Patriots shut them out, 29 nothing. And uh, that young kid, Zap, uh, did a great job. By the way, the Patriots should have beaten Green Bay last week. Green Bay got uh, got lucky when they beat the Packers or when they beat the Patriots in overtime. Um, so they were they were really fortunate. Um, yeah, and but, we all uh, remember. And we all remember how Brady got his start, right? So let's just be clear on that. It's, it is the system. That's right. That's right. That, that, that's for sure. All so, right. Uh, I got a, I got a question about what's going to happen in Yankee Stadium because I know after a hundred one win season, you would like a certain number ninety nine to be a Met. However, Brian Cashman is saying he's going to get a pot of gold in this new contract. I mean, he's already rejected like, you know, $33 million a year. Or what. Mm-hmm. How much higher can he go that he wouldn't reject it? Would, are you thinking $40 million? Is that the pot of gold or more? No, you're gonna, I think he's going to get $45 million. I do. 
I, I really do. I mean, Aaron Judge had the greatest uh, walk year in history. Uh, he played his cards right. He bet on himself. And he, this is, and this will never happen again. A guy having a walk year like this, very unusual. Um, I don't think the Yankees will lose him. I do think the Yankees have a threshold of pain that they don't want to go after, but uh, I think that they will, uh, uh, that they will sign, that they will sign. I just can't see it. I mean, I just can't see him not being on the Yankees next year. I think the Giants will be involved. I don't know if the Mets will be involved. I think if it goes long. If, if into free agency, then maybe the Mets might get involved. But um, I could see the Mets. I can. I could see maybe even uh, uh, the Cubs. But this, the Cubs are are far away from contention. With the Red Sox, one year they're they're, uh, they're playing for the World Series, and then the next year they're they're under 500. It's real. That's and they've done that four or five times in the last decade. That's just pretty strange how that has happened with them. But I can't. When when push comes to shove. I cannot, I cannot see the Yankees resigning him. Uh, he did this record with the Yankees. Um, he's in a legacy of great Yankee right fielders, Babe Ruth, uh, Roger Maris, Aaron Judge. I just can't, I just can't see the Yankees losing him. Can I see the Mets getting involved? If the Mets lose to Grom, if the Grom comes up with, uh, I, I want eight years, you know, he's going to be 35. Um, I could, I think that that can happen. Um, I mean, if I was the Mets, I would give him nowhere near that kind of term. Uh, it has to be to, in a three or four year term. Uh, then maybe the Mets get involved with, with Judge. But I see the Mets maybe getting more involved in some other areas, maybe exploring a, an Otani trade, because it seems like from everything you hear that they're going to put Otani on the market. Well, uh, it sounds come, like come he, has a, he, he has a no-trade clause except to the Mets, and that's kind of a big storyline there. Now, we'll see how mm-hmm. that plays out. I'm a big fan of Wild Card Weekend. I loved what this weekend brought us. I, I just thought it was fascinating. The fascinating, the upsets. Mm-hmm. But as much as you could be upset about Max Scherzer, you can't not you know, recognize that there were only two runs scored on Friday, Sunday, one each, and then you know, the Mets had the blowout game on Saturday. But... The offense the last couple of weeks has lagged, and right off the bat, is a 101-win Met, Met team lacking a big guy behind Pete Alonso? We talked about this off-air, but I want your thoughts on the air. Yeah, I, I thought that way the entire season, uh, that uh, they need another bat, especially another right-hand bat, which they didn't get. Um, I assume they will adr- address that this offseason. Um, and you're right. I mean, I cannot believe the criticism – that the Mets starting pitchers are getting. Yes, on this past Friday night, Scherzer did not happen. Uh, in Atlanta, he was he was he was okay. Um, now uh, Degrom it, in, in Atlanta, he put the, the Mets in a position to win. Yes, he gave up three solo home runs, struck out eleven, and walked none in six innings. I think he was better better than in Atlanta than he was on. Saturday night, and he was good on, on Saturday night. Again, he put his team in a position to win. Um, uh, you know, it's the criticism really should be on the offense also. I mean, they get, they're getting a little bit of a pass. They got one hit last night. One measly hit. The Mets didn't hit the ball hard uh, uh, most of the time. Yeah, there was a couple of line drives from Marte and, and uh, Nimmo, uh, but um, 
the Mets have been spotty offensively since that weekend series in Philly, which they won three, which they won three out of four in Philly. But uh, that was like right, like August nineteenth, twentieth, somewhere in there. They've been spot, they've been spotty ever since, and they got nothing from the agents. Nothing. You well, know, uh, are, are you doing this? Are, are you getting your energy from uh, something on your ear? By the way, I have to ask you. Are, do you have a special substance on your ear that's helping you on this phone call as you have your phone to the ear? Yeah, no, I have that icy hot that uh, Musgrove had on his ear last night. And the funny thing is, all my friends were texting me. You see how shiny Mus- Musgrove's ear is? <laughs> I said, uh, now you mentioned it, yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, again, you know, people are criticizing Showalter, saying that uh, he had, if he was going to check him, he had to uh, definitely find stuff on him. I- again, I don't know. Is it gamesmanship? I mean, Gary Cohn was very critical on that post game. I kind of disagreed with him. Um, Jerry Blevins disagreed with Cohen. Um, but again, the Padres also, you know, sportsmanship. The last two nights, they uh, they stepped out every two seconds uh, of the batter's box to slow Bassett down. And Bassett's slow to begin with. And Bassett has trouble with pitch calm. And he's had trouble with pitch calm all year, getting the, the signals from, from the catcher. Uh, so the, the Mets didn't hit. Musgrove was great. Darvish was great on on a, a, a Friday night. As I told you last week, they matched the Mets in their top three pitchers. They matched they matched the Mets in their batting order. The Mets have a little bit of a little bit better bullpen because of Diaz, but. Uh, I knew it was going to be a dog fight. Now, did I think the Mets were going to go so quietly last night? I did not. I mean, I know Musgrove is a good pitcher. I did not expect him to go that quietly. I really didn't, Alex. And that's disappointing. And by the way, this segment's going to be called Terminello's Take, because obviously you've got a lot to say, and that and uh, that's why I love having you on, because you got a lot of wisdom to share. And let's go around the league real quick, because sure. we're all down the turnpike. The Phillies, they have a bit of a resurgence. I mean, come on, Bryce Harper, unbelievable. Uh, basically, go-ahead home run, ending the Pujols fairy tale season, if you will. By the way, Pujols had 18 homers in the second half. Now, I don't think he was juicing, but it is kind of crazy how one half, <laughs> tale of two halves. I mean, he, you probably won't go down that conspiracy road either. But but the Phillies come da- go down to St. Louis and shock the world, don't they? Well, I don't know if they, you would say shock the world. I thought the Cardinals would win the series. Um, and uh, they didn't hit either. They scored two runs in the two games when Yepes hit a pinch hit two-run homer, and that was it. Uh, Goldschmidt has done nothing the last six weeks of the season. He's going to win MVP because the media has been counting him since May, and you don't win MVPs in May, but he's going to win the MVP. I, I don't think... Uh, I would have voted for him for MVP, but I don't have a vote, so there goes uh, that down the drain. But uh, the Phillies are dangerous because of uh, Aaron Nola, because of Zach Wheeler, um, you know, Ranger Suarez. Uh, they're, they're dangerous. And, uh, you know, they got a great DH in Bryce Harper. 
Uh, their lineup is good. They're a little bit better defensively than they were. They're not a good defensive team. But the Cardinals are the best defensive team if you rely on analytics. And they did nothing. They're out in two games. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I can't see Atlanta losing. I don't think it's going to be uh, an easy series. I think it'll be four games to two. Atlanta had uh, – the Philly, Phillies had more success against Atlanta – than they did against the Mets. The Mets destroyed Philly 14 out of 19. Um, so, uh, I, I mean, I think that the Phillies will, the Phillies will give Atlanta a problem. Um, in the other series, I think the Yankees are going to, I think the Yankees are going to win. I think they're going to win. They might even sweep them. Uh, I hate to predict a sweep because that's so difficult to repeat. Uh, Cleveland has a very good defensive team. Um, they uh, uh, have good pitching. They, have, they probably have one area where they're better than the Yankees uh, with, with Emmanuel Classe, uh, the closer. But the Yankees have a better, deeper lineup. The Yankees hit for more power. Uh, and the Indians, as you saw in the Tampa, Tampa series, had trouble scoring runs. They scored three runs in, uh, let's see, in 23 innings. And they had 13 hits in 23 innings. So I can't, I can't see the Yankees losing to the Cleveland Guardians. All right, so that means you, you got to hope the Mariners can give the Astros a problem. I don't know if they win the DS against I, them, but I, I do I think, think I think I think it goes. And five. you know, what, excuse me. You? Let, let, let me let me let me go back uh, on this. This is a three out. Of, now that they changed everything, this is a three out of five series. I think the Braves, the Phillies could push the Braves to five games. Um, I think the Yankees. Could sweep. They're not. It's not going to go. To, it's not going to go to the distance. I. I think it'll be a sweep or three games to one. The interesting thing about the this Yankee series is going to be. Does Cleveland come up with a strategy where they do not let Aaron Judge beat them, except when they have to pitch to him when they're boxed in, when they have no option to pitch around him. That's going to be interesting. I. Terry Van Corn is too smart a manager. He's not going to get beat by Aaron Judge when uh, he has other options. And, I mean, that's even with nobody on base leading off an inning. So, we'll, we'll see. Um, you talked about Seattle and Houston. Interesting series. Seattle has a chance in a five-game series. I don't think they'll win. I think that's going to go five. I think that's going to go five. Well, one, one, one other yeah. thing, I agree with you, and I think that would help the Yanks because that would mean the Astros were worn down just a little bit mm-hmm. in the five-game series because you know the Mariners are pesky, as we saw on, yep, they uh, are. on and Saturday. They're, they're a team on the rise, yep. All right. They're uh, a team on the rise. It's going to be fun. Now, Dodgers-Padres real quick. Come on now. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Dodgers-Padres is interesting because they met almost every week in September, it looked like. Right. The Dodgers had their number, it, didn't you're they? Right. Yes, but uh, again, uh, as it's been well documented, in 1988, the Mets beat the Dodgers 10 out of 11, and they lost uh, in seven games to a team uh, that the Mets were three times better than, and they didn't win the series. So anything can happen. Um, I think that's going to go. I think the Dodgers and Padres, and I know the Dodgers have have beaten them over the last 30 games. They've beaten them some ridiculous number of times. Uh, in this series, I think it's going to be a 3-2 series. I think the Dodgers are going to win now. Lou, this is I always do. fun, and I think 
I think we're in for a fun LDS, and I also think oh. we're we're fun. We're in for another week of football, and uh, let's do another terminals take next Monday as basketball starts heating up, and your Islanders are back on the ice this week, aren't they? Yes, they are. It's going to be interesting to see how how they play. See if the new rookie coach Lan, uh, Lane Lambert. Uh, I know they're going to still be a defensive team, but I think they're, they're going to open up a little bit. Uh, of the uh, ice a little bit, open up the style, not be so uh, defensive-minded as far as creating opportunities. Watch a little bit of the exhibition season, and it seemed uh, that they were going that way. Very, very interesting uh, uh, season coming up. It's very hard to make the NHL playoffs. I mean, uh, it, it really is. So I, I don't know if the Islanders are going to make the playoffs, if they're going to be a fringe team. Very tough. I mean, you can almost put five teams in right now. Rangers, Tampa, Carolina, um, probably Boston and Pittsburgh. Oh, and of course, Florida. So, I mean, you got four or five teams that are already locks. Hey, at least, you're not on the road. Lock, at least you're not on the road for 13 games this year. That's, that's right. a good plus. And yeah, that, that makes a big difference. And then when I came home, they had all that COVID stuff. Basically, we're playing with that Bridgeport Farm team for five, six games, which they didn't win any of them. So so we'll see. But uh, I just see a note here that Robbie Thompson got at the full-time job with the Phillies. So that sweep that sweep uh, in uh, St. Louis obviously uh, got him the full-time gig. And he did a tremendous job for the Phillies. And I see Matt Rule got fired this morning. And he was the next uh, genius coach. So uh, well, I guess Robbie he Thompson, is headed got, back. You know, the story with him is, you know, he was on the Yankee staff with Girardi. But this yeah. beyond Girardi, he actually got hit with a foul ball in uh, batting practice, and I saw him got wheeled out on a gurney years ago, and now he's leading the Phillies. How about that? So interesting. Well, yeah, I think I think I remember that. Yeah, when he got hit with that, when he got hit with that baseball. That was something so. else. Yes. So an interesting week coming up in all sports. They're all colliding at the same time. NFL. Um, Baseball playoffs, hockey starting, NBA starts next week, college football. So it's, it's a good time of year. Yeah, Irish with a nice upset. We got to talk about Rutgers. I don't know if they're going to be a bowl eligible at the end of, you know, the season because they just have these tough losses. But let's see. All right. Well, they, last... they, have, they, have problems at, they have problems at the quarterback position, Rutgers. One last thing, good sir. Happy Columbus Day. I will say that on this podcast. Happy Columbus Day. Absolutely. Then forget about our, our, our history. And I, didn't, I didn't say that on the phone, but have a biscotti for me, all right? That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I, absolutely, I absolutely will have a biscotti on, uh, and a cappuccino on Columbus Day. All right. <laughs> Lou, always a pleasure. That's Terminello's take on Alex Garrett Podcasting's Sports Spotlight. Come back next week, Lou. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Alex Garrett Sports Spotlight. F- affiliate sponsored, of course, by Fanatics. Inc. or fanatics.com. And by the way, check out in the description the latest link we're offering from fanatics.com. Check it out. That's fanatics.com at the Alex Garrett Sports Spotlight. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.